Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. BetterHelp.com slash save. Got it. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to BetterHelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through BetterHelp.com slash save. BetterHelp.com slash save. Got it. This is episode number 114 of the Reno Slants Major League Baseball. Please figure this out. Please. Welcome to the Reno Slants, the weekly Nevada sports podcast. Unbelievable. Home to an award-winning sports writer, his Nevada alum brother, exclusive interviews, and occasionally aggressive banter about Nevada football, Nevada basketball, and pretty much everything else Nevada. Well, everything except the departure of a certain basketball coach. We don't talk about that. Here are your bro hosts, Adam and Nathan Schaub. On this week's episode of The reno slant we're at weekly yearbook number 20 this thing's gonna be drinking beers next week is the major league baseball season already a lost cause we're beating the story into the ground because of what's happening with the marlins and from my perspective the conversation is a little bit dishonest as is pretty much all everything we're every conversation we're having about this pandemic but here we are the barracuda championship tees off in Truckee this weekend and adam looks for some good news our guest this week Something not a little different, but very different, and I'm really excited about it. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we introduced a new sponsor. Adam made his new sponsor sound in Sage Advisors. This week, we're having one of the founders, Matt Winters, on the show for Sage Advice. We're going to call the, this spot. He's going to come on the last show of every month. Because there is an unavoidable relationship between sports and law and finance. And it's even more prevalent than I think a lot of us realize. And few are as plugged in as, as Matt is, especially when it comes to Nevada. So we talk with Matt about some clarity around force majeure and what it means for Nevada in Arkansas, September 5 at Arkansas. Matt's an attorney. He can go through those contracts and speak to that far better than, than most of us can. So got his insights there. Some news out of the SEC today that looks like the SEC is leaning towards doing a conference-only schedule. What would need to happen for Power 5 conferences to leave the NCAA? There's been some chatter there about Power 5s and Group of Highs maybe finally splitting off or maybe creating their own divisions. What would that look like legally? How exposed are these leagues that are trying to ramp back up right now during a pandemic major league baseball mentioned the marlins already the nba the wnba mls college football maybe in the fall what if a player or coach gets severely ill or we're looking at a loss of life situation what happens for those leagues and then 
with the awful, awful, or awful, awful having just a couple days left, we got his guess on a price tag, what it would take to save, <laughs> to, to save awful, awful. So as mentioned, really excited about it. Really excited to drop Sage Advice. We're going to do it the last show of every month. For slants, we're doing social. Got a number of questions from you guys this week, including a couple on the take line. We're going to talk some Seattle Kraken. And we're going to ask, is there any chance the NFL can play this fall if Major League Baseball falls apart over the next month or so here? For weekend plans, the NBA is back. Reno 1868 is scheduled to play at Vegas on Saturday. It's scheduled to play a game tonight at Portland as well. That game will be over by the time this, uh, by the time most of you listen to this. And then we'll get out of here with random Reno. Before we get to any of that, thank you to all of you who continue to support this podcast. You are all helping us pursue our goal of getting to 1,000 downloads per week. Last week, we did 650 downloads. Huge week for us last week. That was our third biggest week ever. If you are not already, please make sure that you are, one, subscribed to the podcast, but two, that you're following us on social channels. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at the Reno Slant. You can find us out. You can find us online, I should say, at the Renoslant.com, which is where you can pick up your new Reno Slant shirt. We debuted the new shirts a couple weeks ago. I'm all excited because I figured out the e-commerce platform. So you can pick your size, pay for it all online. You don't have to send me Twitter direct messages and get you hooked up there. Men's and women's shirt sizes are available for $24 a shirt for for dudes and $24 a tank uh, for the ladies. Or if you really want to help us get closer to our goal of 1,000 downloads per week, please tell a Nevada friend of yours who is not listening to the podcast yet to check it out. Our iTunes five-star review of the week is brought to you by Toyabi Golf Club. The review this week comes from H7 exclamation mark, exclamation point. Northern Nevada podcast gold. Adam and Nathan are delivering week after week. Their insights and guests provide listeners with an in-depth and entertaining look into every facet of Northern Nevada sports. H7 exclamation mark, exclamation point, whatever it is. What is it? exclamation point? Exclamation mark. Exclamation point. Exclamation point for sure. It's an exclamation point. <laughs> Punctuation. Exclamation point. Woof. Rough start <laughs> to the show uh, this week. So H7 exclamation point. Get in touch with us. We'll send you two free rounds to Toyabi Golf Club, which is a super quick drive down 395 South from Reno in Washoe Valley. If you are listening right now and you want to hit Toyabi for free with a friend, hop on over to our iTunes landing page, therenoslant.com slash iTunes. Again, therenoslant.com slash iTunes. Leave a five-star review and maybe we'll pick your review for next week's show. Duncan Golf Management acquired Toyabi last year, and they just dropped a new loyalty program for their four courses. So in addition to Toyabi, it's Lake Ridge, Wolf Run, and Dayton Valley, where you can earn a free drink, free lunch, free round, free round plus a dozen golf balls, depending on how much money you spend or how many, how many rounds you play. So you can sign up for the loyalty program or book your tee time at any of those courses today at DuncanGolfReno.com. Again, that's DuncanGolfReno.com. I just mentioned that we're going to have Matt on the podcast for the first edition of Sage Advice after weekly yearbook number number 20, and I need to give them some love before we have Matt on here. 
Sage Tax and Business Advisors is a holistic multifamily office based in Vegas, but with really strong Reno ties. Uh, we're excited to work with Sage Advisors because they can help literally anyone. They do help literally anyone develop strategies to reach goals of financial freedom. Their founding attorneys, including Matt, have over 30 years of experience and provide a wide range of solutions from tax-efficient finance to asset protection and estate planning and everything in between. Sage Advisors is situated to handle every potential legal or financial situation you may be facing. So check them out online at sageadvisorsnv.com or call in today at 702 444 7970. Again, that's sageadvisorsnv.com, or you can call in at 702-444-7970. Okay, bro, I was going through those reads, and Tyson looked like he was about to annihilate your I was your just couch. showing you just a little clip of what I deal with on a daily basis. Uh, those couch cushions were neatly put together at one point today, and he has pretty much made the couch his home. I'm surprised he hasn't ripped that thing open. Well, he, yeah, a couple of them. Yeah, I had to start kind of snipping at him towards the end. Luckily, the mic was off because what he'll do is after he's done, after he's tired himself out, he'll lay down and then he'll just start gnawing on one of the pillows. That's what he was doing. <laughs> Puppies. <laughs> he's, he's fun to manage. I'll tell you that. Working from home has its perks. It also has its cons. I got a, it's a, another full-time job keeping an eye on him. So fortunate that Griffey just was not like that at all. He never chewed oh. anything, never crapped in the house, super easy, doesn't whine. Like he's like the best yeah, puppy yeah. of all time. In that regard, easy. We had a total 180 experience from that. I miss, I miss no the days question. though when you would work, I, mean, I think you were working at Sparks Tribune then, and you'd be working out late, and I'd come let Griffey in. He would just, Griffey and I would just chill and watch Netflix or watch, watch some right. whatever was on TV. And he would just lay there. He would just lay there, mm -hmm. total chiller. You loved hanging out in your room. Total chillers. Yeah, that's what he does. Okay, let's get into weekly yearbook number 20. How are you starting at this? I'm going to start with Joe Kelly. Thank you, sir. Mm. Uh, obviously, that was all over the place. He got handed, I think, an eight-game suspension, which due to the percentage of the season, I think I was seeing 21 or 22%, something like that, which is pretty pretty horrendous for the season for – a percentage of what we're dealing with in terms of season length so far. I think Dave Roberts got a one game yeah. suspension too, but I mean, it just is, it's so frustrating because the Astros literally cheated their way to a world series victory. You could argue didn't even get a slap on the wrist. Just got kind of shamed on social media and out in the public, but not, well, the the manager and the GM were suspended for the year. Oh, whoop, I think they had to whoop, pay a million whoop, dollar fine. Whoop, whoop, but I hear you. You still got Altuve. You still got Correa, Bregman on the field. Like I, I mean, Manfred by not handing them a, any sort of penalty really just put the whole. I mean, put any sort of accountability out the window. It's like I mean, it just shows for any other team. It's like if you want to cheat. All right, you might you might get away with it, and that's pretty much what's going on. So, uh, I know there's all over Twitter. Joe Kelly wasn't actually on the Dodgers team when they beat him in the World Series, and yada yada. I don't. It could have been a pitcher from the Orioles. I don't care who it is. Everybody just throw the ball at any Astros player, especially if they are on the team at that point. Obviously, don't want him hurt. Don't want him hurt. But I do want a message point across. Um, so Joe Kelly, I've never been a big fan of him. I think he's kind of a, kind of a goob, but. Uh, Good on him. Big Joe Kelly guy now. Many have pointed out that he wasn't on that Dodgers oh, yeah. team 
he was he was though on the Red Sox that year, and the Astros beat the Red Sox in. The I saw those things, and also there's like the, there's been the news now that the Yankees cheating in 2018 and 26. That's been debunked now, so the Astros can't say, "Well, the Yankees cheated too." Apparently, that's been debunked twice now. Did you see the quote from? I think it was Lance McCullers, starter for mm-hmm. the Astros. He, ba- I'm trying to find it on Twitter right now, and it might be well, too that, far down here the in my feet. Thing- Essentially, essentially, he's he's what he said is Joe Kelly doesn't have the right to be upset. I'm paraphrasing here because it wasn't on that team, maybe not recognizing that they still beat them in the playoffs when he was with the yeah. Red Sox. And then he said that it, it wasn't it was unprofessional. Oh, that's unprofessional. What Joe Kelly did. There was, there was unprofessional. Like, oh, the Astros get to decide what is professional. That, game that's what I'm saying. Now. Now That's what I'm I saying. Got like it. the okay. Astros in any argument for the next five year, five, ten, I'm going to say forever. Some people are going to say the next couple of years, but like they have, they can't play victim in any argument. They literally cheated to the World Series. Like you cannot try and play victim in any situation now. That is out the window. You can't play victim. You cheated to the top and then you didn't get in trouble for it. It's it's a weird thing in that it feels like the Astros, what society wants them to do is just kind of roll over and take mm-hmm. it. Like you guys, Major League Baseball did not yeah. punish you, did not punish any of the players, and there needs to be needs to be some sort of repercussion for, for society what can't function when there are no consequences. <laughs> it just seems like. I'm almost a little bit embarrassed for the Mariners because the Mariners played them first and there was none of it. And they played the Dodgers once. Granted, there's way more history with the World Series. This is a division rival. The Mariners have been so bad that it's kind of like, eh, <laughs> it's not really yeah. our fight. They're kind of in a different yeah, realm. That's, that's honestly what was going on with the M's. Like, they weren't really ever close. We were like, yeah, we weren't going to make it anyways. We're just glad We're just glad to be there. I'll be on the field. Just glad to be here. <laughs> So it's I, I was actually just scrolling through Twitter. There's a today, so they're they're playing mm-hmm. right now. Jose Altuve struck out looking, and Oral Hershiser, who's on the Dodgers broadcast, says guessing is harder than knowing. Said it on the telecast. Hilarious, man. But that's what it's got. That's what it's come down to. Is it's like the game and like the outside, the third party players, like these commentators, are now the ones that it's in their hands to handle the punishment to handle the shame tour that they have to go on because there is no formal punishment for major league baseball for the players, the for, the Astros, players for the players you're right about that yeah. the astros have replaced it used to be the yankees were, were the bad mm-hmm. guys the astros are now the villain in baseball i think ultimately this will be good for the sport that you have someone that you just mm-hmm. loathe for anything to be successful in a sports realm you need a villain you need the antagonist and now that's the yeah. astros it's going to be Major League Baseball versus the Astros for who knows how long. It feels like this is going to burn pretty mm-hmm. hot, especially with a short season. It's going to be a – I thought people might kind of, considering what has happened over the course of the last four months and how distracted we've been, that people would move on from this. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Baseball is notoriously boring, so once we get a headline, we're sticking with that headline. We're, we're sinking into that drama. No, it's – we're, we're, we're putting that but thing isn't it apart. crazy? Like, I used to think, like, Carlos Correa, Jose Altuve, like, very likable players, like, 
you know, came from their backstories, came up in the league, Altuve especially, like fought for a position. Now they're, they, you know, they win a World Series. Like, wow, that's such a crazy story. Like, good for them. And now I'm like, I hate them both. I hope they get kicked out of the league. Like, it's just total, total 180. Everything about the, the players that, that you mentioned is likable. How they play is fun. They play with enthusiasm, play with energy. They're immensely talented. Maybe not as talented as we oh, thought yeah, they we were. Buzzard. But what? But the fact that they were unbashedly cheating, lied about it. Now they're trying to point the finger at everyone else. Now they're calling other people unprofessional. Now it's like, okay, you guys are it. You're right in the middle of the bullseye. You are yeah. the worst. No, that's how it is. Had they had all the lies, unfinished tattoos, can't take my jersey off. My wife gets jealous. <sighs> the Houston, the Yankees. My, my first one was also baseball, not Astros related, but just that we're Major League Baseball is facing its first major stress test with what 14 people in the yeah. Marlins testing positive when they were in, I believe it was up in Philly. So it wiped out a whole series. They're supposed to come back, I believe, and play Baltimore in Miami. I have no long or no idea how long they're going to be out for. The following series against Washington uh, was also postponed, so seven games at least wiped out. Really, we need I, major. I had last yeah. heard it was Sunday, but maybe that maybe that's out the window now too. If Washington, what, what was I? I had heard that they were kind of they were going to be like eligible to play on Sunday or like ready to return. No, I think the series with the Nationals was supposed to end Sunday, then an off day Monday. Then I think they're tentatively looking at that next tu- next Tuesday, Man. this coming Tuesday okay. to come. That back. makes more sense. Once again, headline guy. Yeah. <laughs> we really need baseball to find a way to sort through this because the NFL is watching, college football is watching, and it really feels like society is going to be the one who makes this decision about whether sports are able to go mm-hmm. forward or not. How are we going to react to these positive tests? Because the reactions on Twitter Monday expectedly were a nightmare. Yeah. Tough scene on social media. I, I kind of meant saying this throughout. Social media is not a good place if you're focusing on your mental health right now. Mm-mm. What what people are saying, it is just a cesspool of negative energy <laughs> right now. Social media is. And... From from my perspective, I, I think we have a case of some misaligned expectations as a society. Because there are there are several, but really, really two schools of thought, at least from my perspective. Confirmed cases for these sports leagues trying to come back are seen as a failure, and you have to shut it down immediately because one positive test is is one too many. The second school of thought is a confirmed case is seen as a positive because you were able to find them, you're able to isolate them, and you're able to keep everything else, society, the league, games, whatever, moving forward. Social media is in box number one. <laughs> Almost all social media is in box number one. And there are more people in box number two out there than social media would lead you to believe. Twitter is not is not real life. It's, it's just not real life. One of the options suggests you shut everything down until you have a vaccine because you cannot do anything right now in this, in this world without being without risk of exposure and ultimately someone testing positive. There's just no way 
It's out there. It's way more prevalent than the numbers suggest. Again, confirmed cases is only the number of confirmed cases, not the number of actual cases. We've talked about this on on the podcast before. Another option is more suggesting of living with the virus as opposed to hiding from the virus and waiting for a, a vaccine to happen. And you guys know where I stand on, on this thing. I also admit that I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't pretend to be an epi- epidemiologist. I don't pretend to be a statistician who knows more about these things. Uh, but just with with the confirmed cases how many people are legitimately scared for the Marlins players' lives? Is that conversation happening at all right now? The Washington National players. That's why they shut the series down. <laughs> no one is asking that question, which leads us me to believe, again, we're not having an honest conversation. Because if you're saying we need to shut it down for these players' health, but they test positive, but we're not actually asking about their health. We're just looking at the numbers and saying we have to shut it down. What do, what's the real motive there? I haven't seen anything about some concern about are these Marlins players going to die? Are they going to go to the hospital? It's always they're being quarantined. They're going to come back out in a week mm-hmm. or whatever. That, at least that's what I'm seeing. Maybe it's out there and I haven't and I haven't noticed it, which is totally possible. Well, from where I'm sitting, though, I mean, do you feel that these players' lives are in jeopardy? Do, I mean, do you feel that their lives? Well, are no, in I haven't really looked into details of who gets it. You just see the numbers, but I feel like it's kind of you know, the cousin of the beginning of this, when the article would be like this big name person tested positive and that, then it's like, <gasps> and now what it is, it's using the numbers and yeah, and now it's using the numbers instead of where it's like, <gasps> you know, nobody's really looking into the further details where they asymptomatic. Did they actually have the, who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist, text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. For the perfect last minute gift, check out Spa Finder. With Spa Finder, send a relaxing spa treatment straight to their inbox without leaving the house. Gift cards can be redeemed in-store at thousands of spas and salons nationwide or online at the Spa Finder Wellness Shop. Spa Finder gift cards contain no fees and never expire, making it a perfect gift you can't go wrong with. Go to spafinder.com podcast15 to save 15% or enter the promo code podcast15 at checkout. Details. So I feel like it's more of just like the headline type grab, like saying 14... 14- Saying no 14 question. positive players, you know, obviously grabs more clicks than saying, you know, asymptomatic X, Y, and Z, no symptoms, mm-hmm. whatnot. The, I, w- I was reading a piece the other day that stats are obviously a huge part mm-hmm. of this. We get numbers thrown at us every day. There are, there are journalists. There's one writer, I forget her name, for the Nevada Independent, who every day just tweets out coronavirus stats, and her following has grown exponentially because she's just tweeting out numbers. And we as a society, as a people, it's easy to look at numbers and say, yep, there's the story. There's the story. Confirmed cases only tells one slice of the pie to everything that's going on mm-hmm. here. Um, there's so much nuance required for this conversation. I, I hate to beat this drum over and over again because we've talked about this. We're just not having an honest conversation in, in my mind. And part of that, admittedly, is my bias. I'm 29. I'm relatively young. I'm healthy. If I got this thing, 
I wouldn't be scared for my life. I'd be frustrated because I have to sit in the house for two weeks or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, to me personally, this this thing doesn't scare me. Does it scare me? Like that our family members or people we know who are immunocompromised or older would get it. I, I can't say that it yeah. doesn't. And, and that's part of the tug of war we're having uh, with this conversation. But just the positive tests are unavoidable. I, I feel the goal should be to manage them, not erase them, because erasing them is not feasible. It's not realistic. I don't feel it is. And because of this, I don't feel Major League Baseball should be doomed. We've had no other positive tests in Major League Baseball over the course of the last week or whatever. This is much more, in my mind, a Miami Marlins problem. It's more of a Miami Marlins problem than it is a Major League Baseball problem. Yeah, I mean, I honestly think part of it, too, is it's still – you talk about having an honest conversation. I think part of it still is that there's just still so much unknown with it. Some of, some people are totally fine. Some people obviously, you know, gets gets the best, gets ultimately pays the final price. But it's like I feel like that's still part of the problem is that it's still largely unknown how this is going to work out. And so that's why you get the, the, the fear porn people who are just love to put the scary stuff out there and we can't have anything until it's all gone. Um but yeah, no, it is a – I feel like we're in a very teetery situation right now with MO, a very delicate situation, especially with Major League Baseball where it's like – I mean, it's right now it's, it's buckle up. How much pressure – how much public pressure are they going to be able to hold to because it's going to start coming yep. down here if like if it starts getting – you know, you start having one or two more teams, more positive tests. I know we haven't really had that mm-hmm. league-wise, but if that starts coming, I mean, how much resistance does the league have? And especially when you got – college football and nfl all sitting on the sidelines right now watching how it go watching how it's going to go and when you got content especially more contact football um yeah just leads me i think i said it a couple weeks ago just put everybody in a gd bubble suit all right nobody touches anybody everybody gets a personal bubble suit i mean we're talking about getting a vaccine let's get a placeholder everybody gets their bubble suit don't leave your bubble suit well the, the irony is and that's a good point that's one of the reasons I'm excited to have Matt on is we ask him about this. You know, what's the league's legal exposure with everything? Major League Baseball proposed playing in in bubble settings mm-hmm. in Arizona and Florida, and it was the players who shut that down. Now you have players who, depending on what story you read, you have these, and it hasn't only been the Marlins; it's been some college teams as well. You hear players who go to a social get, they went to a party, and they got exposed to it and tested positive. And for the Marlins, so the players said no to a bubble. Then you have players who are breaking whatever team protocols or league protocols have in place who are exposing themselves, testing positive. And now it's Major League Baseball who looks bad, but it's the players who are the ones who are doing these things. And that's part of the challenge with this is playing outside a bubble. It's almost unrealistic to expect these guys to just sit in their hotel room and not Mm -hmm. see anyone. And if that's the reality, you're going to have positive tests. You're going to. This thing is everywhere. It's, It's unavoidable. So, again, it circles back to if we're saying it, one positive test is too many, it's uh, you have to shut it down. There's just such a disconnect there that that's not reasonable. That's not reasonable. Yeah. And I think we need, I think we need more people. You see some some teams. I think we've seen at the college level a little bit as well. Say the goal is not to erase it; it's to manage mm-hmm. them when they do pop up. And that should be the focus here. And some people disagree with that. But if you're going to make this happen, that has to be the focus. Yeah. Because saying one pop test is too many is a losing game. You're well, it's like you said, if you don't put them in a bubble situation, if you literally don't quarantine them off from the public, it's somebody's going to get it. 
And I had seen there's I don't remember who the exact player was, but there has been some quotes from MLB players who said like there's gonna be a couple guys who end up ruining it for everybody because they're not gonna be able to, you know, basically like you said, sit in the hotel and you know, right, be to themselves. I move. Why don't we just put all of Major League Baseball down in the loss? They'll play at the Angel Stadium and the Dodgers Stadium. Let them stay at Disney Disneyland, just like they're doing out here in Orlando. They get Disneyland or <laughs> Magic Kingdom or whatever it's called down there. Um, but yeah, no, it's they pr- base, baseball proposed that, and the players well, said no. The, well, well, and the that's, that's that's the uh, that's the hindsight's twenty twenty because it does make Major League Baseball look bad. But ultimately, if the players decided it, it's like you know that's where the blame should fall but you know i couldn't agree more we're in this age of player empowerment and that the we always look look at the media the media always sides with the players always because the owners are the big bad rich man Mm -hmm. that they're always in the wrong they're always acting out of greed they're a corporation and they're not wrong all the time i mean the they're no one's going to say the majority of these owners are great people with fight for the owner, but to pretend that play, but, but to pretend that the players are never at fault, whether they're negotiating for a contract, demanding a trade, negotiating how to navigate through the pandemic, which admittedly is very unfamiliar and uncharted territory is uh, dishonest at best. Yeah. Someone's got to fight for the owners. I'll be that guy. All right, let's, 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 let's <laughs> right, move on. I'll tell let's my good on. news story. They'll, they'll brighten the things up. Yes. Could you believe if this had, this story had happened to you? Well, I guess you got to wait a little bit. But there was a man honored a handshake from 28 years ago. He ended up splitting the lottery jackpot with a friend after winning millions of dollars. When quoted, he when when asked about it, he said, "A handshake is a handshake." Now that is something we don't have a whole lot. Honest people that respect no. the handshake agreement. Man, 28 years. He was a lotto winner in Wisconsin. Uh, he made this deal with his buddy, obviously, almost three years ago. They shook hands in 1992. I was not even on the planet yet when said handshake took place. But anyways, this guy, he ended up winning $22 million. Um, and him and his buddy, he split it with his buddy, gave his buddy $11 million or whatever was after taxes, but split the lotto ticket with him after a handshake agreement. That's awesome. I mean, could you imagine being his buddy? Like, if you, I would, I would love to be his buddy. Like, if you had made a handshake agreement with one of your friends, and they said, "Oh yeah, if, you know, you know how many people say that? Oh, if I win the lotto, we're gonna split it, or we'll do this, or we'll do that." And it's always like the kind of like, "Uh, oh, you know, what if I'm never gonna buy a lotto ticket anyways, and we'll one day I'm gonna win it." But it's not even lotto tickets; it's just people in general. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to do this and then no follow through. Hey, well, come on. You can't blame them. It's tough life out there, dude. Quarantine. We got to stay inside. I was I was texting my buddy about this the other day, so I, I won't mention any names, but a certain local Reno oh. uh, media figure once said they were done watching NFL football because of how political it was being, and they certainly are continuing to watch NFL football. People don't forget. Obviously, Nathan doesn't forget. He's People got a list. Forget. As I do. My second point, still with baseball. Uh, how much baseball did you actually watch? Ooh, you want me to be honest? Last weekend of this week. You saw Joe Kelly. That might have been the only thing you watched. I my probably guess. watched a total of 20 accumulative minutes. 
I didn't watch a ton. Uh, I watched some Fox on Saturday, watched a couple of Mariner games, watched some Giants Dodgers. Um, I heard a lot of people really bagging the product because, of course, that's what we do. Everything is negative. You have to hate it because that's what gets likes and retweets. Nobody can ever be satisfied uh, with anything. No, it was like immediately, it was like, oh, this is the worst thing. Bill Simmons was really going after baseball. And from my perspective, I don't necessarily agree. Is it weird seeing nobody in the stands? Absolutely. I do think the cardboard cutouts behind home plate are pretty stupid. This is where we are, though. What are, what are the alternatives? I like that they pump in the crowd noise on TV. To me, It sounds normal. It sounds like there's people there. I watched a few of the summer league games, whatever, where there was no crowd pumped in, and it was jarring having no fans there, how quiet it was. The crowd noise was nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fox did the artificial video game fans in the outfield when they did some wide shots, and it didn't look great, but it didn't look terrible either. Yeah, yeah. So I, I give baseball some props. They've been dealt a really shitty hand. They're trying to make it work. I would choose this with... I would choose this with no fans in the stands over no baseball. Yeah, I say, how are we at this point now where we're criticizing the product we're getting? A couple months ago, we had nothing. Are people forgetting that there was a point in time where you would sit on your couch and there was absolutely nothing on? Nothing. Absolutely nothing on besides UFC on Saturdays. But nevertheless, nothing. So, I mean, like, that's what I can't stand. Like, I don't dig around at Twitter as much, but, like, when you see people bag it, it's like, who – gives a rats it's baseball what if you if you're so mad that you don't like it go back to not watching it go back to where you're in a world with no sports because i mean this is obviously entertaining some people and some people need this it's easier to complain it's easier to gripe it's easier to make fun of it that will get more uh more clicks more views and saying you know what this is actually pretty cool <laughs> well this is this is this isn't I'm, bad people will, will look I'm over that content with something in the world Right. And again, it's not to say it's perfect because it clearly is not. It it is strange, but I will choose a strange, you know, optic or a strange product with no fans in the stands doing a 60 game kind of half sprint to a 16 team playoff over nothing. I'll choose that Mm -hmm. every day. Especially when I root for the Mariners, people. The Mariners. (laughs) He's getting his hopes up for 60 games. We know how this 60 games is going to go. Holy cow, Mariners are – I had some false hope. I Every year you go into the season with some false optimism, and last year they got out to that 13-2 start. We got very excited. But watching the first series versus the Astros, mm-hmm. watching the guys they were bringing out of the bullpen, I hadn't heard of any of them. And then our lineup, wow. Yeah, that got ugly real quick. If you're going to tank, tank a 60-game mm-hmm. season. That's how you do it. That's like a Band-Aid right off. Don't take 162. Tank 60. Some people are saying Mariners, smartest front office in the league. Some are saying it. (laughs) Some are saying it. Speaking of the other Seattle front offices, the Seahawks made quite the acquisition. Big old splash in the NFL news by acquiring Jamal Adams, the guy that was wanting to get out of New York so bad. All you Cowboy fans, suck it. Thought you were getting them. Um, Ended up going up to Seattle. Now... Just looking at it on paper, Seattle gave up quite a bit. Um, I'm not going to pretend to be like, oh, the 2022 first-round draft pick. Like, what are you doing? I don't know draft pick. I cannot measure him that well. However, um, I did see your tweet about it, which is what reassured me. 
Schneider and Pete Carroll. I don't. And Pete, yeah. we trust. I mean, it's at a point with them, to me, that's like, I'm not going to critique. Because there's been a lot. They've made some moves where it's like, what the hell are you doing? But it's worked out. Remember when they drafted Russell Wilson right after they picked up, traded for Matt Flynn? And everybody thought, what are you going to the, the list, the list yeah, goes that, on with guys they drafted, moves they made that were immediately, and what are they doing? Bruce Irvin was mm-hmm. like, that 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 draft class, 2012, I think everyone gave them an F yeah, or D yeah, minus. Like, everyone drafting the grades, which is so moronic drafting grades at the time because you don't know how guys are going to develop or come, in, come into shape. Um, Yeah, Pete and John, yeah, we trust. That's all I was saying is like, Looks like a lot on paper. I know there's a lot of people saying that the the Jets bamboozled Seattle. All I'm going to say is, let's see. People want to shit on the Hawks because people don't like the Hawks. They don't like Pete Carroll, and they don't like that the, the Hawks win. It's just it's playoffs seven of eight years, two Super Bowl appearances over the last seven years, ten plus wins seven of the last eight years. The one year they didn't get in the playoffs, they were nine and seven. The Seahawks win, and people are tired of them. Because they're just they're different. They've got the different uniforms. CenturyLink is loud. They're just kind of brash, and that annoys mm-hmm. people. Um, there is no slam dunk guarantee that your first round draft pick is gonna start. That they're gonna be legit. Let alone be an All Pro. Adams is a game changer in, in the backfield. And everyone's like, well, they gave up a ton. They gave up a ton. I think we definitely overvalue draft picks. Do you need to draft well to build your franchise? Yes. Do I think that we collectively, as an org- as a organization, as a people, overvalue draft picks? Yes, and you are starting to see some general managers who are a little bit more analytical in their thinking, who are realizing that there are some front offices, some some teams, some organizations who overvalue these draft picks. So some people will say, "Well, the Hawks gave up a ton," but if you don't value those draft picks as much as say other franchises, mm-hmm. then you have some leverage there. Um, there's no guarantee that whoever the Hawks were going to take, and they're likely going to be late first round picks anyway, that they were going to be slam dunks. Now the Hawks are exposed here because he has two years left on his rookie deal. And if they aren't able to secure a long-term deal, then it's you uh, get some draft capital for someone who ultimately ends up being yeah. a rental. So that's going to be, that's going to be part of this as well. But Tedrick Thompson, who Adams will be replacing was so bad. Mm-hmm. So bad. And the Hawks have glaring holes in the offensive line and the pass rush. Yes. But Tedder Thompson was so awful. People don't talk about how bad he was last year. You replaced one of the worst safeties in the league with arguably the best safety in the league. You put him next to Quandre Diggs in Pete Carroll's defense, which remember Earl Thomas, remember Cam Chancellor, how much game changes they were in the back of that mm-hmm. defense. It sets the tone for this defense, especially in the NFC West, where you have some pretty creative offenses with the Rams and with the Niners and Kyler Murray now and Cliff Kingsbury. You need someone back there who knows what they're doing. You need to be strong on the back end. So I like yeah. the move. Well, that's definitely, if you think about it, it's definitely some uh, tricky offensive minds in, in that division. Like definitely more of like the, I don't know, modern's not the right way to say it, but the more Adva- adva- yeah, adva- modern, yeah more, more advanced, not just running power football and running down your throat. These other guys are running trick stuff. People, a lot more people moving around yeah. and making you think about it. Yeah, I I just loved tweeting about the Hawks over the weekend. I got into it with our boy Hugh uh, on Twitter today. <laughs> he launched their podcast, Blow the Whistle, uh, last week. Uh, we're going a little bit long here. We're at 30, 37 minutes, so I'll be quick with my last point, and then we'll do sage advice for the first time. Uh, Barracuda Championship. He's off this weekend. PGA Tours annual stop in the region. I would say Northern Nevada, but this is in Truckee. 
So technically in California, California. two things to really, two things to really know, no fans. That's not a surprise at all. And that this is no longer at Montreux. It's up at old Greenwood in Truckee. It'll be televised on golf channel all weekend, four to seven on Saturday and Sunday. One of the things holding this tournament back. So it's viewed as kind of a triple a tournament or a less than tournament at least in terms of the PGA tour and all, all their stops is obviously money. You know, you need more money, you need more sponsorships so you can have a bigger purse. So you can attract higher quality players and, and scheduling. We talked about this with Chris Hoff, the tournament director when he was on last year, even with the reshuffled schedule with the pandemic here, there's only one weekend all year to the PGA tournament tour that has two tournaments the same weekend. It's this weekend. The other tournament going on this weekend, one of the World Golf Championships, the FedEx World Golf Championship, where all the big names are playing. As long as that's happening, as long as the sponsorship level is where it is, uh, the Barracuda Championship is going to be continued to be seen as a lesser than uh, PGA Tour stop. And as a very casual golf fan, I was looking through the field the other day. There aren't any names on there that really get me excited. Mm -hmm. Uh, the name I was excited to see, though, Greg Chalmers. Won it back in 2016. Awesome story. His first time back since 2017. He missed all of 2019. Uh, only made the cut in one of seven PGA tournaments this year. Always plays well at the Barracuda. One of the reasons I'm excited to see him, though, in the tournament is I had him on my radio show back in 2017. Uh, humble brag. Incredible dude. Super nice. Super genuine. He was basically scratching and clawing to maintain his PGA Tour card when he won the Barracuda Championship, which gives you a two-year exemption, which means you basically get to keep your job for two more years. Uh, for these fringe PGA guys, they're scratching and clawing. They're not making any money. So it was really cool to see him get over the hump in 2016 and certainly hope that he gets to play well or that he will play well this weekend. That's the guy that I'm rooting for this weekend. Anything else from you? No, I'm... Um... Ready for 21. <laughs> okay, here we go. Debut of Sage Advice. As mentioned at the very top, we're going to do this the last show of every month. It's going to be a little bit different, a little bit different angle, but really excited about it. Uh, here is Matt Winters, one of the founders of Sage Advisors. Matt, I was just telling you uh, how excited we are to to have you on and really start this feature. It's going to be a new wrinkle for the podcast, but I think it'll be a really valuable one because the relationship between sports and law and finances are so strongly connected. And because I bet most people who are listening right now have some interest <laughs> in money, might be a little bit little bit relevant. Um, so you know, as we get into this. Uh, the plan will be to talk about law, talk about finance and how they pertain to sports, particularly Nevada sports uh, when possible. But we're also going to talk about some personal finance stuff on here, something that Adam and I have talked about on occasion. So as we kick this off, I think it'd probably be helpful if you could kind of introduce what you do. Obviously, we've done a few reads now, uh, but then certainly, you know, why it could be of interest to those listening. Sure. Well, first off, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh Anytime we get a chance to support the pack, we're all for it. 
Um, but yeah. So. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. BetterHelp.com slash save. Got it. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to BetterHelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through BetterHelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. I guess we'll just dive right in. So yes. uh, a little bit about myself. Obviously, you know, I'm a Pac fan. I went to Reed High School, um, went to Nevada first off, and then uh, you know, I, I focused primarily in drinking while I was there, as as some of you may do. Um, so I didn't quite finish up at Nevada. I finished up in Nevada State down here in uh, southern Las Vegas, but went on to get my law degree. And liked it so much, I got a second law degree. So uh, I guess I can say I kind of turned the ship around, but I'm a super nerd now. Um, <laughs> so a little bit about what we do at Sage Advisors is, you know, we, we like to ask people, when was the last time you sat down at a table with all three of your primary advisors? And with that in mind, we have, uh, you know, estate planning and business attorneys, CPAs, and financial planners all in the same place. And we like to holistically look at that and kind of find out, you know, what is the best approach for our clients? Like what's in their best interest as opposed to what can make me the most money right now? Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, we like to, you know, really just tag team, you know, where our clients can best go with their situation and just get them on the track to success. Sure. Awesome. Did you, do you ever consider, you know, once you moved away from the major in drinking to actually get into the books, do you ever think about being a sports agent? Um, I did. I did. I actually uh, took a couple exams. I did get certified as an NBA agent. And then I said, I don't want to be a babysitter. That's not for <laughs> me. Um, so as opposed to going down that train, I decided, you know what, I'll, I'll babysit their finances instead. So we do have a couple of professional athlete clients. And obviously, I can't tell you who they are. Um, but we get to have a lot of fun and, and give those guys a hard time. At what point can you start dropping hints about who they are? Uh, maybe I might have one come on. We'll see. <laughs> now, again, now we're talking. <laughs> That's uh, right. Now we're talking. All right. Um, so if, if we kind of start getting into this here, and thank you for providing that background. I'm sure that was really helpful for everyone listening. Um, you know, we're seeing a ton of this now uh, in terms of the connection between the law and sports, especially as leagues try to navigate their way through ramping back up uh, during a, a pandemic. And I think it's made it very clear what that relationship is. And I, maybe for a lot of us, that was maybe, uh, you know, not so much at the forefront. It was a little bit more in the back. And with you working with professional athletes and your ties to uh, not only the law, but, but sports, I mean, for, for, from your perspective, how strong is that connection between sports, whether it be collegiate or professional and the law side? Sure. So, I mean, th there's the obvious connections that most people can think of, right? There's contract advisement, there's trademark disputes. There's all kinds of things that, that come up, uh, you know, just on the ticker tape on ESPN, right? We all mm -hmm. see that kind of stuff like, hey, so-and-so signed a big contract. Cool. 
let's dissect it. But there's a lot more that goes into it and, and maybe some less common scenarios that people don't really think about sometimes. Um, there's a lot of financial and tax ramifications for every single thing that goes on, whether it be you know, how many tickets were sold all the way down to how the players are taxed individually based on what state they live in. Mm-hmm. And so we focus on, obviously with our athletes, we focus on uh, how to best prepare them for their financial hit that they're about to take. Right. Um, but I mean, th- there's a lot of interplay between finance, tax, sports, law, all the fun stuff uh, that most people really don't even think about. Right. Well, because it's so fun. Tax ramifications, That's contracts, right. I mean, sign me up. Who else wants to learn tax on their free tax? I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, m- moving away from professional athletes just, just for a minute here, uh, for the individuals that you work with who aren't pro- professional athletes, I mean, what, what is something that you're seeing? And, and maybe this, there's more recent trends here. Maybe this is, you know, tried and true. But in terms of like financial mistakes that you see people making, like for me, it would be taking on a ton of consumer debt and convincing yourself that airline miles are worth it. And I have a huge hole to dig out of that, That's just my take on it. I mean, is there anything that you see time and time again or consistently? And you're like, guys, what are we doing? Uh, wait, airline miles are not worth it. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, no, the, the biggest things that we come across, obviously uh, some people get paid at 1099s. So self-employment tax is a huge issue. It's completely different than your regular income tax. So we like to educate people on that a little bit. Uh, consumer debt, huge one that you hit on. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things that people just operate and they, oh, my tax guy, or oh, I heard this on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And it might not be the best tax efficient strategy for you, yeah. but it worked for somebody in the past. So that doesn't mean it's right for you. So we, we just like to educate and use the actual laws on your side to walk you through all the potential pitfalls and right. uh, ramifications that you could take before you get into those problems. Mm-hmm. My guess is the majority of people, especially when they, when they approach you, I mean, they have a sense. But I mean, just talking broad, you know, more high level, like financial literacy to me was something I was completely lost on a couple of years ago. And I feel like that's still pretty pervasive for most of the society. I mean, do you feel that most people have a general grasp on what's going on or most people kind of just clueless? No, most people shut down when it comes to talking about anything finance related. Most people yeah. are completely clueless. Um I, I believe there's a stat out there, like 75% of all marriages that end in divorce end because of financial issues. Wow. Um, so we like to scare people a little bit with that. But most people just never have the conversation. And the, and the more you mm-hmm. talk about it, the more you understand it, and the more you understand why it's good for you to do X, Y, Z. So it's really just, we like to start from the ground level. Obviously, we deal with some pretty high level stuff too. Yep. But the majority of our clients are everyday man. Mm-hmm. Hey, I work in a warehouse. I have no idea what to do with my money or uh, I've never filed taxes on my own before. Please help me. Right. I love that. That's one of the reasons I'm super excited to, to have you on, on on a regular basis. Kind of get start talking about some of these things. Sure. Um, just because it's it's lost on so many people. It's I was the same way for, you know, with my student debt. I was like, it's not even real. I'm not going to address it. I'm not going to think about how much interest <laughs> I'm actually paying on an annual basis. I'm still in that denial phase with my students. So I, I get you there. <laughs> um, if we kind of transition now back to, you know, collegiate sports, at least. You know, one of the terms that's being thrown around a ton is force majeure. It's sure. a clause that's in a lot of these con- contracts for non-conference football games earlier in the year often have a huge payout. Um, you know, Nevada has a game at Arkansas. Nevada is set to make $1.5 million 
for that game September 5th. Uh, but the force majeure language in there says maybe Arkansas isn't responsible for that if they can't play the game. Um, just before we, you know, we'll start high level again. What is force majeure? I just know it as active God clause. Uh, kind of. Yeah, you're touching on the right thing. You, you want to think more in lines of un- any unforeseeable for circumstance. That's okay. what force majeure means. So think of acts of God, right? Weather changes, um, obviously an illness that's huge. But mm-hmm. it could also mean something like, hey, the, the power's out and we can't get the power back on. That could be a, an a unforeseeable circumstance. We couldn't yeah. have estimated that this would have happened. So with that in mind, uh, from a top level to the bottom level, uh, every single contract, especially for sports, should have one. Yeah. Um, I'm shocked that this was never a thing before, uh, quite honest with you. But it's, it's pretty common. We put them in just about every contract that we draft here in the office. Okay. And, you know, it, it virtually will free both parties, not just the one. So you mentioned that yeah. Arkansas could be released from this, but maybe Nevada doesn't want to have to travel to Arkansas if we don't have to. Sure. So maybe, maybe the pack could use that for their advantage as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they found, hey, maybe we can play USC instead. Now, we know the Pac-12 is not playing people right now anyway. Right. But maybe travel costs for that will save them a ton of money, and they might net the same. So yeah. you can use force majeure both ways. Um, hmm. But oftentimes, the, you, there's other clauses in the contract yep. that the parties will rely on to get you out of these. Sure. Is it... Is it consistent across all contracts? Is it kind of boilerplate or are there like different variations, different levels of force majeure? I'm sure you could get as creative as you wanted to. Uh, okay. it, it really just boils down to do both parties agree to this? If both parties agree to, you can get as you know astronomical as you could think of mm-hmm. um, and put it in there. So would you say that, and maybe you need to see the specific language in the contract, but would you say that, you know, if Arkansas, let's say Arkansas tries to get out of this game and says, hey, pandemic, we want out, we're not paying the 1.5 million, but then they turn around and play LSU in a couple weeks. I mean, do you think that would satisfy or is that, that sounds like a recipe for litigation? It it may or may not. And then again, it, it depends on if both sides are actively willing to fight that battle. Right, because mm-hmm. that's that's typically the what litigation boils down to. Hey, we're going to put up a ton of money. You're going to put up a ton of money. Let's hash this out for the next two years, or let's just call it a wash, and we'll both go our separate ways. Yeah. Do Do you think that's what's going to happen with most of these games that I, do I get wiped so. out with this? Yeah, okay. I think so because you, you've got the uh, potential for a relationship in the future. Maybe mm-hmm. it doesn't get played this year, but maybe three years from now it gets played. Why yeah. would you want to sever that relationship through litigation when you can just schedule it for 2023? Right. Sure. So yeah. it, it it might make sense for a year like this year, but again, we might have fall sports in the spring. We don't know. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, and one of the reasons this has become such a strong talking point, not only with the money affiliated, but because of how important that revenue is to these athletic departments like for nat nevada a cash strap department that 1.5 million dollars would be i believe to date the biggest payout for a game like this that's really valuable revenue and it's really um creating a clear distinction out there wasn't one already between the power five conferences and the group of five conferences that really rely on these non-conference games and it's, it's just further establishing the disparity between power five revenue, those resources, the type of football quality football they get to play from the group of five. And so there's some conversations now, like 
maybe this is where it happens. Maybe this is where the group of five and power five kind of split off and, and go do their own thing. And I'm sure, you know, you mentioned this at the, before we push record that we could talk about this for days and days and days. Sure. But w- could that happen? Like, what would that, what would that look like? That's just, it's, it seems like it would make sense, but also I have no clue what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, like I said before, uh, listeners, you were not privy to this, but um, yeah, this could be an entire, you know, two, three hour conversation on its own. You have to go back and think of uh, what are the potential, uh, I guess, benefits to a power five team doing that. And currently you've only got a couple of different schools that have proven that they can have a a viable media product by doing it. So you look at Notre Dame and Texas and one of my alma maters, Alabama, like they're pretty good at promoting successful media through something that is not controlled by, I guess, the conglomerate that is the NCAA. NCAA. So with that in mind, even if Power 5 schools even broke away from the NCAA, only a certain number of them would actually be profitable. So it Mm. might not be in the Arkansas, the Kansas states, the Oregon states' best interest to leave uh, and start to do their own thing because their revenue numbers wouldn't justify it. Yeah, so the the TV contracts with the conferences are they, are they with the comp? I mean, maybe you know this, maybe you don't. Are they with the conferences themselves, or are they with the NCAA? Because if they're with the NCAA, then the school's hands are kind of tied. Yeah, I think it's kind of two pronged. So, to my understanding, is some of the conference alignments uh, are with the TV contracts individually, and some, like the basketball tournament, obviously mm-hmm. is with the NCAA collectively. Right. So, you know, if schools start to break away, obviously that gives them more negotiating power, but that also frees up a lot more other things that might come up um, sure. that are just completely unforeseeable right now. So do you think that that is something that realistically could happen in the future or do you not see the Power Five conferences breaking off and creating their own affiliated group? I think it could happen. I think you really got to go back to what are what do they stand to gain out of all of this? So mm-hmm. with, with multiple games being canceled, obviously, we're starting to look at spring sports. Uh, we might even have an entire redshirt season for, for folks. I know nobody wants to hear that at this point. But um, yeah. if, in fact, people started to break away from the traditional model and form their own thing, obviously, that would create some more liabilities. But that might create more potential for profits down the road. So sure. it's a double-edged sword, I guess. That's the that's typical lawyer answer. Right? <laughs> Speaking on both sides of your mouth, there you covered all the, all the bases there. That was great. Everybody loses. That's that's the right way to go. Uh, well, well, speaking of, of losing at the professional level, Major League Baseball is already in trouble. We're recording oh, this man. On Monday night. Marlins have, I believe, eight players tested positive. Series with I think it was Baltimore got wiped out. Um, you know, so Major League Baseball is a mess. They're not in a bubble. NBA and MLS are in bubbles. Seems like they're doing pretty well. You know how exposed are these leagues for trying to navigate through a pandemic right here? Say, like a coach or a player gets severely ill, or maybe you're looking at loss of life. What's their risk? It would seem significant. Sure. So obviously, we would hate for any of that kind of stuff to happen. But uh, I think the leagues have probably done their due diligence. And for what it's worth, I think the NBA, despite the fact they're in a bubble, might be going about it the wrong way. Um, and I'll, I'll get into that. So yes, please. It, you have to start looking at causation when you look at anything, any kind of injury that is caused to anybody, right? So you've got in the the law recognizes two different forms of causation. You've got proximate cause and actual cause. So 
we really want to find out with actual cause, uh, uh, let's use an example, if you were to go hit somebody with your car, your actions are the direct cause of that accident. So we yep. can actually relate that back to you. Uh, with proximate cause, uh, the law technically recognizes this. Um, let's just go to an example. Uh, this injury would not have occurred but for your actions. Right. So it gets really tricky to start to, to parse that apart. Um, we've got a bunch of players. They may or may not be sharing the same residence. They may or may not be in the same hotel room after the game. You name it. But when it comes to actually contracting a virus or a disease, is the actual or proximate cause something that was uh, created by the clubs, created by the league? Who is it to say that they actually got this virus from being around the facility and not out wandering the street? And mm -hmm. so despite the facts, yes, the leagues could be open to liability. They could have also gotten this somewhere else. So yeah. it, I think the arguments in, the, in favor of the leagues on that behalf. Now, the NBA, on the other hand, they've quarantined everybody in you know, Epcot Center or wherever it is. And right. they've said, nobody, nobody gets in, nobody gets out. We've all checked you. They've actually gone a step further yep. and created a duty to themselves, thereby saying, hey, you know, we are liable if, in fact, somebody contracts this virus because we've held ourselves yeah. up to a higher standard. So I, I think despite the fact that, yeah, the NBA is doing it right, good, everybody's being tested, everybody, you know, nobody gets in, everybody's safe, they might actually be causing more problems for themselves down the road if, in fact, mm. somebody does contract COVID. Yeah. Would Disney World have any? I, I, my guess is the NBA said we, we're taking all of it. Disney World would be completely off the hook, but I have no oh, idea. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I would imagine uh, nobody at Disney would have signed off on that. <laughs> all right. Well, we're kind of wrapping up here. I guess one final question. See, so you're an attorney, uh, a lot of finance. What can we do to bring uh, off lawful back? <laughs> Somebody needs to go buy it. That's what needs to happen. Somebody needs to just pony up and just go buy the golden nugget and just, you know, here's half a million dollars or whatever it's going to take and just bring me a burger while you're at it. <laughs> I say, would you have a ballpark guess as to what that price tag could be? I would imagine the casino itself is probably astronomical, even though it's a hole in the wall. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the tiny little restaurant, it's got some great intellectual property. It's got a good cult filing. I would say a million or two would be reasonable. Um, and that might be a complete overshot. So somebody might get oh. 200 grand for that and walk away with we'll, a nice we'll, winner. We'll start up top and work our way down. That's right. We'll, we'll start a GoFundMe among all the listeners. Two million. We'll do the math. Everyone's responsible for uh, 50,000, whatever that math would work out to. I think we can figure that out. That's right. I'll put in 10 bucks to that fund. <laughs> oh, man. We need more listeners. All right. <laughs> uh, Matt, this was awesome. Really appreciate you uh, for coming on, sharing those insights, and, and for your support of the podcast. Oh, um, tr truly appreciate it. Looking forward to having you on again next month. Glad to be here. If any of you are interested in getting in touch with Matt, seeing how he might be able to help you set up some financial, uh, get your situation taken care of. We'll position it that way. You can call him at 702-444-7970, or you can check him out online at sageadvisorsnv.com. Again, that's 702-444-7970. Or you can check them out online at sageadvisorsnv.com. A couple more reads for you guys, and then we'll run some slants. 
You guys might have heard us talk about Tipsy Elves once or twice on the podcast. They are your source for fun clothing for life's most fun and memorable moments. They got shirts, shorts, tanks, hats, glasses, socks, fanny packs, fanny packs, and masks, which are somewhat in demand right now. You can visit tipsyelves.com today. And when you do exclusively for you guys, make sure that you use promo code slant 20. It's going to earn you 20% off checkout at tipsyelves.com. Again, promo code slant 20. Nevada State High School, been working with them for a few weeks now. They want to set Reno high school students up uh, basically to graduate college with, with less student debt. So they're, they're working with Nevada Northern Nevada juniors and seniors. They're going to offer real college classes provided by real college professors. They're going to work with students to integrate them into the college environment. And most importantly, arguably, they pay for your tuition. They have saved students in the past anywhere from five to 80 grand in tuition. Five to 80 grand in tuition. That's a ton. They're providing a real college experience. They're going to help students develop personally, academically, or socially, and socially. And they have a proven personalized process for college success. They missed no instructional time due to coronavirus. None. They went 100% virtual immediately. Students did not miss any class. So if your son, daughter, yourself, your niece, your nephew, grandson, granddaughter, your neighbor, your neighbor's neighbor, whoever would potentially benefit from just checking out some more information. Not going to cost you just to see if this program could be right for uh, you or mention potential relative. You can find that information at earlycollegenv.com. Again, that's earlycollegenv.com. We'll run some slants here. We'll start with social. A couple questions on the take line. Here's the first one. Hey guys, let's assume that the Marlins somehow win the NL East after their quarantine. With those missed games, are they still going to be able to justify putting the Marlins in the playoffs over a team that played their full schedule like the Mets or the Braves? David, really appreciate you uh, submitting the question on the take line. It's a tough one. You know What happens if the Marlins win the NL East? Do they still get into the playoffs even playing less games, especially this year when half of the MLB is going to get into the playoffs? My first thought was the series versus the Orioles, you can just play double headers, but that was the only series versus the Orioles are scheduled to play this year. The favorite three-game series with Washington that was also postponed, that's a division arrival to play them again. They could play those games if needed. I don't know. I mean, you you think maybe they go to percentage points, but what baseball is going to do at that point is anyone's guess. Hopefully, there aren't any more games that need to be postponed this year. It seems unlikely that there's going to be no more games postponed. Your 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 guess is as good as mine. I don't think the Marlins are supposed to be any good, so it might not be relevant. And if they're in the middle of the pack or they're you know in by whatever by a few games, then it comes down to percentage points and it's only seeding. So it, it may not matter. It will be very interesting, though, if it comes down to they're fighting for the last playoff spot. Then what do you do? Maybe do a one-game one playoff? Interesting. Uh, another question on the take line. So this is for Adam. I'm curious if Vegas is going to have any under-over bets on the number of players in the NFL, NBA, or Major League Baseball that have the coronavirus on a team. So like the Dodgers under over six for this week or eight. What do you think? Any betting lines on coronavirus from Vegas? All right. Just curious. Thanks, guys. All right, bro. No questions was was for you. Uh, 
is Vegas going to set any over-unders for confirmed cases oh. in the NBA, NFL, or MLB? I would love to say yes, but I have a hard time thinking they're going to do it just because I think the public reaction would be bad. People would start to say, like, how can you make how can you be profiting off people getting sick? Yeah, people getting there. sick and potentially, you know, having, you know, being fatal or asymptomatic, whatever it may be. But yeah, there the public outrage for people profiting off people getting sick will shoot that before that even gets anywhere. I think you're right. It would be interesting to bet on, though. It would be. I mean, like, if it was people who were asymptomatic, it would be fun. I'll be as correct <laughs> as I can right there. Picking those, it would be interesting. But, man, it's like that is kind of an effed yeah. up thing to be doing is betting on if people get sick or not. Yeah. Yeah. A few questions on Twitter. We'll start with Miles. With athletes testing positive for COVID-19 left and right, how do you think coronavirus will impact our fantasy rosters for the NFL season? Let me address the first part of this. A bunch of Marlins tested positive. No other positive tests, I believe, in a week for Major League Baseball. No positive MLS uh, cases. No NBA players have tested positive. Recently, we have seen a number of college positive tests um, come out. It seems like we're seeing those headlines less and less. We're not seeing as many breaking story headlines on Twitter, and it gets 500 retweets because two kids test positive, and they're asymptomatic, and they're fine. We're seeing NFL players start to opt out now. They have, I believe, until August 3rd to make those decisions if they're going to play this season or not. There haven't been any fantasy dudes yet, fantasy stars, guys who would particularly go earlier that you would lean on. So it hasn't been impacted to that extent. If you're in some of the deeper leagues, then you're starting to feel it a little bit. I actually texted both my leagues last week. Unfortunately, I'm... I need to find a way to hand off commissioner responsibilities. Being a fantasy commissioner, I've talked you're, about this before. Is you're the just worst. the commissioner now. You have fully embraced, whether um, desired or not, you have embraced the role. And I love it. Because if I wouldn't do it, the league would fall exactly. apart. Exactly. No, you're no the glue guy, Nathan. How's that feel? How's that feel being the glue guy? Probably the first time in your life. You're the glue guy. It's the least. Uh, recognized role. It's, it's you a can thankless have job. It's a- in, in, in a friend group because you're texting the group chat. You're trying to schedule dates. People aren't responding. Then they respond four days later and like actually that date doesn't work. So you try to reschedule it. Then it takes another two weeks to get everyone to respond. You have to call people. It's it's a nightmare. And you have to track down money. Then people are yelling at you the whole time. It's speaking not speaking on behalf of the Reno Rejects League, Nathan. We thank you for your service, and we look f- and we look Whatever. forward to the fall. Whatever. So coronavirus has not impacted fantasy rosters for the NFL season yet. We're, we don't do legacy leagues, mm. so we redraft every year. Um, hopefully, we'll get a, get a, do a fantasy draft this year and do fantasy football. Yeah, I actually got one league that uh, the commissioner just sent out an email this morning because it is a keeper league. If yep. the fall doesn't happen, what we've – What's being tossed out there right now is everybody picks their keeper, and then the fall we everybody gets a Madden. Everybody gets a Madden team, um, and then instead of playing games, you have your team or whatever. You get to pick the players on the team, and then you simulate the games. Lower the wow, a little lower, but yeah, you're basically creating your own team that way and just simulate the games. Seems pretty interesting. 
So what are you, are you, you going to do? Actually watch games? Can you actually watch the games sure. or like a full slate and you can watch them go at the same time? Or you just have to like check the stats I, after? I'm you not sure how that would work. I'm sure you got to set it up at certain times. Like you you can't have all eight games or whatever going simultaneously. But I'm sure there's a way that our commissioner will like play one after another on his Xbox. And if he could figure out how to Twitch stream it even better, because um, I mm. would definitely sit down and have a couple brewskis and watch my imaginary team play another imaginary team for real money. <laughs> <laughs> that that isn't the worst workaround. I'm telling you, I, th- I read the idea and I was like, "That's not bad." <laughs> I was like, "I say we just throw the season out, anyways." That's pretty good. That's pretty. Good. Might have to do that in the spring moving forward. Saying, little appetizer. all year round, never let it stop. <laughs> A fake Matt mummy asks, "What do you dudes think of the NHL Seattle name, Seattle Kraken?" Did you ever see a Kraken while growing up in the Pacific Northwest? Legit question. I love the name. It's different. It's fun to say. That means it's original. The color scheme is sick as hell, or color scheme. I love everything about Mm -hmm. it. Of course, there were the the geezers, the PTI guys hated it, which didn't surprise me at all. It's it's, it's fun to say. The Kraken Kraken skulls. Uh, un- un- unleash the Kraken is going to get beaten the ground. We're going to get tired of that in a hurry. Uh, whoever is the rep in the Pacific Northwest that sells Kraken rum, no one is happier than that. Oh my person. god, <laughs> they're making a ton. That of money. dude woke up and looked at his phone and he said, "I'm retiring in about a week and a half." Yes, yeah. Um, as far as did we ever see a Kraken while growing up in the Pacific Northwest? Yes, saw them all the time. We have saltwater kraken. We have freshwater kraken. Uh, you know, we name the kraken that swam in the Pond lake. Kraken cr- next to our house. Mountain. Got got a ton of krakens everywhere. Kraken pets. Once you get them domesticated, that's that's the real deal. <laughs> Once you get domesticated, John Mackey asked a couple partner, of course. Who is your favorite Wolfpack player in any sports in the last decade, or any sport in the last decade? Who's your guy? Albert Rossetti. Oh, God. Sticks. Bert. Sticks. Bert. Better. Great player. Better roommate. That's the slogan for. That's better the better. That's the better. That's a slogan, right? The better friend. Best friend. That's a slogan slogan for Albert Rossetti. When we were up in Reno a month ago helping uh, our parents move in, Bert had to come help us lower our parents. Our mom has a sauna. Literally a sauna. <laughs> Love that thing that you can. I think it. I think you can probably fit two people in there. Oh they, yeah, it's, it's in the garage, sure. and it's not light. It's freaking heavy. So we had Bert come over with his just massive ass and <laughs> wheel that. He, he basically wheeled it out of the U-Haul by himself. It was like, dude, that you're he just beast. said, "Don't hurt yourself." I got this, kids. And that, that's how you get to what is he number two or number three in Nevada's all-time career tackles list. He's, he's somewhere up there. I think it might have been for a single season, mm-hmm. actually. Maybe not yeah. career. Uh, my favorite, uh, Lucas Stiverens. Ooh. 4-3. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, second part of the question. I'm unbashedly optimistic that Nevada football will have a bowl-winning season. Am I wrong to be a little pissed? Coffin? There it is. There it is. The people are getting it. It's catching. May give the rest of the West Division an opportunity to catch up. No, you're not wrong. You're right. I've I've talked this on the podcast. This everything has set up so well for Nevada football this year that if the pandemic is what gets in the way of getting to play this season, 
moving to the Mountain West has been a challenge for the football program to get competitive. This is the year where the stars have aligned for this team to make a run on paper, right? And if they don't get a play, that would be a huge bummer because there's so much transition around the West Division. Nevada has some stability now at the quarterback position. You're getting some just greater familiarity with the scheme as Nevada mixes the air raid and, and the pistol. The, the entire offensive line is back. The defense will remain a question mark, but just seems like this offense especially is ready to put up a ton of points this fall. Man, I hope we get to play football. Ugh. couple questions on Instagram. Marcus asks, if baseball is doomed, is the NFL doomed to repeat their mistakes? I hope not. I mean, I'm just not confident in the leadership of either league. Like, Goodell getting wine drunk at the NFL draft at home, not a strong start for a guy who needs to keep it. No, I love it. I thought that was the most relatable. I love been. it, but it's not good for a guy who needs to keep it together to keep the league going. He's the commissioner of this league. They're drafting virtually for the first time. He's in his basement. He's like, screw it. I'm getting drunk. This is ridiculous. Yeah, he's like, you know who needs to be the face of this league? Barefoot. That's who I'm going to have be the face of this. <laughs> the, the reason that baseball and NFL are getting so many parallels is because they're playing outside the bubble, which means there's travel, there's hotels, there's guys who are going to leave the hotel, do their own thing, a la Miami Marlins. The hope would be that the NFL is not only paying attention, but monitoring what is and is not working with Major League Baseball so they can use that to put together their plan. They've had the most runway out of any league in terms of time to prepare for this thing, put a plan together. The hope is certainly that they have their ducks in a row. Teams are starting to report to camps now. We're going to start getting news of players testing positive, confirmed cases. It's going to happen. What's the reaction going to be? How are the teams going to react at camp? What if it's a kid who's trying to make a roster, then he moves less out, misses out on the roster spot? That's a part of the story that no one's talking about. Canceling non-conference games so players don't get to go on these crazy, awesome experiences if you're at a Lesser's or a group of five school, I should say. Or if you're an NFL fringe player, they've already reduced the number of players who can be on the, the rosters before they cut, cut them down. I think it went from 93 to 80. And that's 13 guys by one of the 32 teams, 30 teams. I don't know the exact number. It's a lot of dudes who are fighting for the NFL lives, NFL careers for their dreams and getting not even getting a shot because of this. There's multiple sides. Again, there's a lot of nuance that we're just this conversation that we're, that we're not addressing. So hopefully the NFL is paying attention. I agree with you. Confidence isn't super high mm-hmm. that they are. They better be. I guarantee Roger Goodell sitting in his office. He's got on his whiteboard just number one. It says vaccine. He's just speaking into existence. He's just chewing on the end of the pen, just staring at it. Just how do we make this happen? Yeah. How do I make a vaccine? What? What? Maybe if we invest more in Moderna, we'll invest in Moderna. What is a vaccine? Last question, and then we'll uh, move on to weekend plans. Fake Matt Mummy asks, what's your thoughts on the TRPA? Thought this was America. Why can't I drive my jet ski wherever the hell I want? I was Monday years old when I found out what the TRPA was. Do you have any guess? Uh, The Truckee River Patrol Authority. Not a terrible guess. Mm. The Tahoe Regional Planning Agency. Established in 1969, 
the goal of the organization is to protect Tahoe or was to protect Tahoe from overdevelopment. Okay. Our boys, uh, Richard Nixon and Ronald Reagan got their heads together on this Tahoe one Gate. when Ronald Reagan was the, was the governor uh, of California. I have no idea what's going on here. Maybe they have some restrictions on driving jet skis. They have all sorts of, I mean, a lot of the regulation on the Tahoe area, I'm sure comes from this organization. So fake bad mummy, I can't speak for you there. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you're trying to drive your jet ski like on the side of a mountain or on the beach or something crazy. And maybe that's where we got to draw the line. I, I, I don't I don't know. We'll transition now to weekend plans, which is brought to you by Silver and Blue Outfitters. Make Silver and Blue Outfitters part of your weekend plans. How about that? Your source for Nevada apparel this season. Uh, you can check them out at one of the locations at the Meadowood Mall or the campus location, or they're open 24-7 at silverandblueoutfitters.com. Again, that's silverandblueoutfitters.com. What do you got lined up this weekend? I actually got a big weekend ahead of me. Um, tomorrow and Friday, I'm taking the day off. I'm flying tomorrow night back to Portland, um, going back to our hometown, Woodland Wash. I got a buddy, Morgan Kinnear and Maddie. They're getting married on Saturday. Um, so they're powering through COVID-19, still doing the wedding. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I'll be flying back there. Re- pretty excited about it. Not as excited about my Atlanta to Portland flight, five hours. Um, but I didn't. The flight there isn't the problem. It's the flight back. What time are you flying back? Well, I'm flying back at 1 p.m. on Sunday. I get back to I get okay, to get to, Tampa, that's late, get to Tampa at about 11. But yep. but there's my there's the but for me. Or I could say, however, my transition word. However, I plan to head veteran move. I am taking Monday off. That's huge. Massive success. Um, banking the PTO hours and just, I felt real good about adding the Monday on. Had some seconds. So you're taking, you're taking Thursday, Friday, and Monday off. You got a six day weekend oh, coming up here, a five, five day weekend. Day. It's, and then a four day work week right That's after that. Friday's payday. It's just, I mean, my stars are aligning. My horoscope in the newspaper said, treat yourself. So I'm doing so. <laughs> that's legit <laughs> uh mom and dad no longer live in washington live in woodland where are you staying i'm staying with the nigros and i will also be renting uh, a car so yep basically the whole basically yep. the whole scenario is going to feel somewhat foreign it's going to be in a familiar area with foreign yep. amenities um but yep. i can tell you right now burgerville's first on that list and i swear if those hours are messed up because of this covid 19 situation you're gonna have one angry east coaster on the west coast and we know that does not go well it's gonna be florida man loses mind at woodland i'll bring bath salts i'm not scared (laughs) nba returns this weekend yes thursday uh really gets going lakers clippers going over to a buddies uh, to watch that one then not much else going on reno 1868 supposed to play its third game since return post pandemic Saturday down here in Vegas game tonight, Wednesday night in Portland will be over by the time most of you listen to this. This will be an out of group game. Reno is in the, in the A group. Vegas is in the B group. There will only be Vegas second game back looking for first dub of the season. Uh, Reno is three Oh and two versus Vegas since Vegas made its uh, debut in the USL back in 2018. Also worth noting, started crushing episodes last night. The new season of Last Chance U is out. Do you watch Last Chance U? I have never watched a single episode of Last Chance U. You're an idiot. Uh, there it is. Last time, last time it's football. They're switching to hoops next year, which I disagree with. I do not like the move. Football is tried and true. I don't know why we're getting away from that. 
little upset about that. So it's making me watch it with a little bit different level of appreciation. Different approach this year. The the first four seasons have been kind of the coaches were a little bit more gnarly in your face. Uh, the coach for this uh, this season is much more likable. Mm-hmm. M- much more likable. So I watched, I think, four episodes last night, three episodes last night. I guess I'll probably finish the rest of that this week. Yeah, weekend. I agree. He's a good guy. Whatever, bro. We'll get out of here with Random Reno. What'd you find this week? The Whitewater Park at Wingfield is ADA accessible with two handicap ramps. That's what you found this week. It's Random Reno. We're 114 episodes into this thing. We're getting <laughs> awfully desperate. <laughs> I'm trying to find anything I can. But I thought, I was like, is it random? It is random, and it is in Reno. So technically. Yeah. I mean, it, it plays. I mean, I was going to say, tell me it's not Tell me it it's not a random fact. Did you Did you know there's two wheel, wheel handicap ramps? I probably could have guessed. But you didn't? It would, it, my guess would have been one. And if not one, then I would have gone two. Actually, I probably would have guessed none. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what percentage of Reno residents have lived in Reno for more than 10 years? 47. 67%. Really? Pretty high number right really? there. Yeah, pretty strong number. Tried and true. People love Reno. People love Reno. Move there. You can't move, can't can't move out. out. Once, once can't you're in the valley, you're stuck. Unless you're me or you. Anomalies. <laughs> and that is our show this week. Thank you to all of you who continue to listen to this podcast so you can stay current on everything Nevada. Thank you to Matt Winners, uh, founder of Sage Advisors, for doing the first Sage Advice. We certainly hope that you guys enjoyed that. Thank you to our partners at Tipsy Elves, Sage Advisors, Archies, Nevada State High School, Silver and Blue Outfitters, and Toyabi Golf Club. If you are not already, please make sure you are subscribed to this podcast and that you're following us on social. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at The Reno Slant. You can check us out online at therenoslant.com. We'll be back next week, same time, same place. Have a great, great weekend, you guys. Go back. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Reno Slant, the weekly Nevada sports podcast. Until next week. And we're still not talking about that one basketball coach who's not here anymore. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it.